This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy Saturday. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. How is everyone doing today, folks? I hope you're having a great weekend. My wife and I just went out this morning, did our typical run to our local farms where we have been picking up farm fresh, truly organic vegetables and meats and such. Uh, all the way going back to April, I think, beginning of the spring, and we're still doing that, and one of our farms actually stores uh, some stuff, some products in a cold cellar, so we were able to pick up some potatoes. God, I don't even know. I probably got um, 20 pounds of potatoes off her. We still have some potatoes from our garden that we grew this year, but we wanted some extra potatoes. We just got a, a organic apple called a wine crisp. It's delicious. And if you keep them in a cool place, you can make them last all the way till February. So we just picked up about 30 apples. So that was fantastic. We picked up our uh, weekly supply of uh, farm fresh eggs. Our freezers are packed full of organic meats, and we are ready for the fall and winter, folks. I've been cooking a lot of squash, delicious squash, butternut squash, delicata squash, blue Hubbard squash. And so this one particular woman, Carol, who owns a farm here called Sycamore Springs, she's finally winding down her season. Um, and so she is going to come on the show soon, and she is going to talk about gardening in harmony with nature, something she's been working on for almost 20 years. She has a fantastic farm on about nine acres. She has an old Civil War era house in the middle that she lives in. The farm wraps all the way around that. And then across the street, she has about 50 acres where she does organic cattle. She has, uh, I think she has goats over there and some other stuff. It's really fantastic. And then she's got about another 40, 50 acres somewhere out in Virginia that she's thinking of doing something uh, out there with so i'm going to bring her on soon and we're going to talk all about gardening in harmony with nature so that'll be a good positive show folks all right as you know we are in the middle of analyzing dr james giordano's 2018 lecture to the modern war institute at west point military academy and it's funny because i was just on the phone with my mother 
I want to give a congratulations to my sister. She just passed her test today. Uh, she's in social work, and this will allow her to now do private consulting. And so she's been waiting years to do it, and she finally studied for this thing, and she took it. And so her career will now accelerate. So congratulations to my sister. So I was on the phone with my mother talking to her about my sister and her long journey to get this license and so my mom asked me how the show was going and my mom had worked in uh, technology over the years telecommunications she was on the startup team of vonage the first voice over internet protocol company so she knows a little bit about tech and so we were talking about this stuff and i was telling her about this speech this lecture by dr james giordano and then the other west point military academy lecture by dr charles morgan the third and so i was telling my mother all about the injectable stem cell that's programmed to go inside your body store wherever the program tells you to like in your brain and then they could trigger it with a sound wave at any time they want and basically set off uh, brain cancer inside your body. I was telling her about the Dr. Charles Morgan III discussion on the deadly disease that they could spread airborne that's designed to find its target and kill it based on its DNA profile. And I told her about Dr. James Giordano talking about spreading around the genetically modified bugs in different cities in America and having them basically poison people and then couple that with a psychological warfare operation and then told her about the second part of that, which was the nanoparticles they could spread through the air and basically giving people disease and severe symptoms and coupling that with psychological warfare. And so my mother said, oh, my God, what was this guy lecturing these 18 to 21 year olds at West Point Military Academy about this stuff for? What are they looking for buy in? That's what she said. Are they looking for buy-in? What do they need these kids to get on board with this and clap and say, oh, this, this technology is fantastic? I said to her, not only that, I'm sitting here watching it, analyzing it on my podcast. And so all the people who listen to me are watching it. And there's been thousands of others who've watched this on YouTube and who have heard this stuff on some other podcasts that have covered it. So not only is he talking to a group of 18 to 21-year-old cadets at the West Point they're also publishing this stuff publishing it to be watched and listened to worldwide of course not very many people have heard of this but i said to my mom you know i wonder if that is what it is about is it about buy-in remember yesterday i told you i believe these people suffer from an inferiority complex and they want control over people they need control of every situation just like walter white and breaking bad jesse jesse you know that's that's what it reminds me of these guys need control over everything because of for some reason in their lives they feel inferior and so this constant quest to perfect humanity to the point where we engineer humanity out of existence being done by these scientists and these engineers that are always looking for problems and will constantly find problems and constantly work to solve problems when what they should be saying is that the human being is actually perfect 
Now, can we lift a million pounds? No. Can we calculate uh, these giant quantum equations in our heads? No, but that's not what we were designed to do. So rather than just accept that and say, wow, it's amazing the way a human body works. It's amazing the way conception works. It's amazing the way a woman can give birth. No, they don't look at the magic of humanity. They say, well, humans can't be an army tank, so let's turn a human into an army tank to the point in which humans are gone and out of the equation. So what I decided to do today, because uh, I could not sleep last night, so I went into my notes and I started to continue to do some research on transhumanism. And I've told you that I am eventually working towards presenting a sort of theory on the convergence of technocracy and transhumanism. And I am going to present that to you over a few episodes. But I started reading some articles that I had bookmarked. And I said to myself, you know, let's always put this in context. We're listening to Dr. James Giordano, but it's not just to uncover his 2018 eerily similar wargaming plans to COVID on releasing viruses in various cities and coupling that with psychological warfare. We also have to remember that we are dealing with doctors and scientists inside of the government, hired by the state, there to plan and think tank and war game the stuff that we're hearing them talk about. But these guys are, in fact, part of the transhumanist movement and part of the technocracy. See, as I've explained to you before, and I'll just say this again, technocracy is just ruled by the science and the engineers. I've gotten into some of this on the show. I will talk more about the history of technocracy. We're going to get into cybernetics as well, which ties into this, all of which these roots come out of sort of Nazi Germany and then Operation Paperclip when we brought the Nazis over here. It all kind of comes together. But technocracy is just the scientists and the engineers want to rule over the world. And they don't want any illusion of a constitutional republic or a parliamentary system or even dictators. The scientists and engineers believe that they are the ones who are responsible enough to make society work. And so the concept is that they will control the means of production, all of the manufacturing, the work schedules, and then a 24-7, 365 uh, basically manufacturing plant so they can create an abundance of goods, but then they will also be in charge of the distribution of goods, which comes with the rationing of goods. And so this will all be run by the scientists and the engineers. And that's essentially technocracy. Now, there's various... Um, iterations of that it's changed throughout the years it depends on who you talk to whose stuff you read inside that movement it's just like talking about uh, capitalism or talking about communism or talking about socialism or fascism or even talking about conservatism or liberalism right well each person that is in that movement has a has a different idea of what that is but Essentially, technocracy is ruled by the scientists and the engineers. And then you have 
transhumanism, right? Which is the ultimate creation of the scientists and the engineers. And this is the merger of man and machine, where they bring man and machine together under the concept of singularity in which artificial intelligence becomes smarter than a human to the point where the humans have to merge with the artificial intelligence in order to survive. This is what Elon Musk professes. This is what Peter Thiel has talked about. This is what Ray Kurzweil talks about. This is what Dennis Bushnell, he's the chief scientist inside of NASA, talks about. That's what all these guys that are part of this movement talk about. It's the merger of man and machine and the manipulation of humans until the point where humans no longer exist. So when you're listening to Dr. James Giordano, Dr. Charles Morgan III, Dr. Peter Emanuel, Dr. Diane Dulius, all these people inside the government who were working on the concepts of the Cyborg Soldier 2050, which is the fusion of man and machine. It says so right in their document, ladies and gentlemen. So when we're listening to these people, we have to remember that they are transhumanists. We have to put it into context with this overall theory of this technocratic transhumanist regime uh, that they're building this prison planet metaverse matrix they want us to live in. And so what I decided I want to do today before we get back to Giordano, I think it's important for us to look at some evidence, some articles, do some analysis on transhumanism. And then this way you will understand, I think, that what Giordano, what Charles Morgan and the others are talking about is transhumanism. When they are talking about this from the standpoint of neuroscience or brain science, and they're talking about implanting brain-machine interfaces, the microchip, the artificial intelligence microchip, into someone's skull, or strapping them up with a transcranial electronic stimulation helmet, of which we reviewed a couple different versions yesterday, They are talking about enhancing and or augmenting a human. And they talk about doing this uh, from the sense of the brain, enhancing the brain, connecting the brain up to an AI hive mind, up to the Internet. And they talk about doing this by enhancing vision, by enhancing uh, hearing, by enhancing other sensations. And so it's all about this enhancement to the point then they get to the genetic modification, they get into the DNA splicing, they get into all that CRISPR Cas9 stuff, and that is to actually genetically modify a human. So now you no longer have to implant special contact lenses in their eyes or special hearing aids into their ears or special sensory devices into their mouth. No, you could just genetically modify those things before this human, this cyborg, is actually born. And then they will couple that with these exoskeleton nanobot suits, similar to Iron Man. So it is the merger of man and machine. It's tweaking the biology and then merging it in with robotics, right? And giving it access to artificial intelligence. So the artificial intelligence helps the brain get bigger by tapping into the AI hive mind, the uh, uh, silicone-based neocortex in the cloud, right? And so you combine all these things, and then the robotics, the biometric arm, uh, you know, uh, the bio arms and legs, biomechanical arms and legs. So you connect all this stuff in, and before you know it, you have a robot person. It's just like the human becomes 
basically just the connective tissue to attach the the skeleton right and then attach it up to the cloud brain and then the human is actually genetically modified to have better strength and vision and before you know it you say to yourself well what's the whole point of the human why don't they just build a robot and they don't even need the human in the equation and we're going to get to that i want to show you what has been written about transhumanism in the mainstream right out of uh, forbes.com in an article from 2017 and then i'm going to show you what's been talked about in the world of academia uh, on transhumanism now this isn't even going deep this is just scratching the surface i've trickled in stuff on transhumanism throughout several shows i went into a lot of the history of it where it's going and I don't want to just do it all across three, four, five shows because I think what happens is it can get to be boring. So I'd rather break it up and mix it up. So today I decided I am going to do that. We're going to touch on transhumanism so we can put Giordano into perspective. And you understand when I call him a transhumanist military doctor, you will understand why I am calling him that. He's not just a guy working on plans to kill and genocide a bunch of humans with bugs and viruses. He's also talking about augmenting and enhancing the human mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back to enhance your mind. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Folks, we are back for the break. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to an article from Forbes.com. And again, this was written November 20th, 2017, folks. So that's what, five years ago, five years ago. This stuff was being written about, and I was just talking about this last night with Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, and I said to her, Maria, what the hell were we doing five years ago? She was producing, I think, for Long Island News Radio. I was producing for Douglas Ducote. Uh, We had both been in and around this stuff, but I said, wow, we missed a lot. I mean, we were aware of it, she reminded me. We just weren't really paying attention to this or we didn't understand how it all connected and i said i think we were all distracted by trump on ice disney presents trump on ice unbelievable we are here it's trump trump on ice unbelievable i'm so hot i'm so golden tan that i will melt the ice i don't know folks i should write a song around that if there's anyone out in the audience who likes to write parodies write me a donald trump disney parody and we'll sing it and we'll call it trump on ice i think it'd be fantastic of course sometimes i think he was smoking a little methamphetamine which you'd call ice so trump on ice would also make sense all right folks let's get serious here we're at forbes.com and this article is transhumanism 
and the future of humanity, seven ways the world will change by 2030. And this article is by Sarwant Singh. All right, again, November 2017, five years ago. Transhumanism and the future of humanity, seven ways the world will change by 2030. And now we're eight years from there. See, back when it's published in 2017, you say, well, 13 years away, who the hell cares? But now it's 2022 and things seem to be advancing at warp speed. Warp speed, Operation Warp Speed. Gotta love it. I did it. And so um, let's see what this says. Now, there's a warning on this article here this article is more than four years old yes so what let me see what you were saying five years ago it begins folks companies today are strategizing about future investments and technologies such as artificial intelligence the internet of things or growth around new business models so see there you go back five years ago they are talking about in Forbes, artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, and growth around new business models. And we've touched on a lot of this stuff, folks. We broke down the Internet of Things, we broke down artificial intelligence, and we will continue to do so as we move forward here at the Dust and Gold Standard. It goes on to say, while many of these trends will make for solid investments for the next five to ten years, Fewer companies are considering the revolutionary convergence of disparate trends pulled from technology, behavioral and societal changes, and medical advances to understand how they will converge to transform society. Again, folks, this is in Forbes five years ago. Let me reread that sentence. While many of these trends, and they're talking about investments and technology such as artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, and growth around new business models. So they're saying, while many of those trends will make for solid investments for the next five to ten years, fewer companies are considering the revolutionary convergence of disparate trends pulled from technology, behavioral and societal changes, and medical advances to understand how they will converge to transform society and as we looked uh 2016 was when klaus schwab wrote the force industrial revolution right 2016 this article's 2017 so the people in these various industries already had their eyes on the ball folks they were looking at this while we were busy playing republican versus democrat or deep state versus donald trump goes on to say this transformation will be messy complex and sometimes scary but signals already point to a future of humanity that will blur our identities into quote transhumanism end quote right there in forbes five years ago and as we showed you transhumanism goes all the way back you know almost 100 years at this point but no one really you would think of it as a kooky thing if you talk to anyone about it and let me just say i find it to be quite amazing that you have people that purport to be on our so-called side who are constantly bitching and whining about the transgender movement about the boston children's hospital basically butchering children 
Um, but when you tell them, well, wait a second, that is just the step in the direction to merge man with machine and to completely erase humans, they go, oh, you're crazy. Dude, you just spent an hour ranting to me about some boy that you don't know goes to the Boston Children's Hospital to have his genitals removed and uh, start taking hormones. But then when I tell you the ultimate goal is to literally turn humans into machines, you don't want to hear about it. And you know who you are out there. I've had conversations with many a friend and family folks. They don't want to hear it. But once Tucker Carlson tells them, then it will be true. It used to be Bill O'Reilly. If Bill O'Reilly didn't say it, it didn't happen. And so now we're seeing Tucker talking about mRNA leaching from women's breast milk and things of that nature. So it's finally true. But when we said it two years ago, it wasn't true. (laughs) I just find that to be amazing. All right, let's continue. To understand this topic... Our visionary innovation group looked at three fundamental pillars of humanity and how they will evolve over the coming 10 to 15 years, our bodies, our thought, and our behavior. After identifying the driving forces that will transform these fundamental pillars, we extracted key themes emerging from their convergence. Ultimately, our goal was to determine to determine the ways in which the changing nature of humanity and transhumanism would affect individual society, businesses, and government. All right, so they're looking at this. Their goal of this article, or this research that went into the article, is to determine the ways in which the changing nature of humanity and transhumanism would affect individual society, businesses, and government, right? So the changing nature of humanity and transhumanism. A few of the trends that emerged from this study include the following seven trends. We hope they will spark discussion and innovation at your organizations. Now, I just always try to put myself into other people's shoes. I told you, I try to look at things through the mindset of others. So I say to myself, if I was a business guy, small business owner, and I'm reading Forbes, and they throw at me this idea of transhumanism, like, were people freaking out? Were they saying, oh, this is goofy, it'll never happen? Or were they sitting there going, yeah, I embrace this for the future of my company. I embrace the merger of man and machine. Now, it's quite interesting to think about it. I, I just wonder, if you read this for the first time back in 2017, I mean, how, how, how would you be thinking about this? Would you be saying, this is crazy stuff, these guys are kooky? Or would you be looking into future investment and business opportunities? All right, the first of seven, folks, is our bodies will be augmented. The coming years will usher in a number of body augmentation capabilities that will enable humans to be smarter, stronger, and more capable than we are today. Wearables will be one form of body augmentation, but they will far surpass the fitness trackers of today. So we had talked about wearables. That's all part of the first iteration of the Internet of Bodies, the Fitbit, the iWatch, things of that nature. In the future, we can expect the arrival of contact lenses that can take pictures or video, universal language translator earbuds that allow us to communicate anywhere in the world, and exosuits that increase 
physical strength, all of which we have touched on here. And we know that the VR, AR goggles are out there. There's glasses. I believe there are contact lenses now. Uh, the earbuds that will allow you to basically uh, translate languages on the fly. There's apps that actually do that now. So obviously you can hook that up to your earbuds. And then the exosuits, which we know were being um, um, experience, you know, researched and developed out of the uh, military. And so we will start to see that stuff come out as well. It says, we will also see increased use of implants ranging from brain microchips and neural lace to mind-controlled prosthesis and subdermal RFID chips that allow users to unlock doors or computer passwords with the wave of a hand. Okay, again, this is in 2017, and they're talking about a lot of the stuff that we have covered here. And I pick and choose various technologies to cover that relate to transhumanism because I'm trying to warn you of what's out there, what to avoid if your kids get pulled into this and they say they want to get a brain chip or an RFID chip put into their hand, you would say, no, you're not going to get that. You have to wait until your 16th birthday or something goes on to say however the most powerful body augmentation will come from biological augmentations as a result of increased insight into our genomes advances in ivf tech uh, ivf technology that may uh, allow us to select the most intelligent embryos and powerful crispr gene editing technology which may one day give us the ability to eliminate all heritable diseases now, we've talked about all that. We got into IVF. We got into CRISPR. We got into picking the most intelligent embryos, the designer babies, growing children in synthetic wombs. So, as you can see, what they were predicting back in 2017, we'd see happen by 2030. We already see a lot of that technology being rolled out, getting ready for the consumer-based adoption campaigns. That's what Elon Musk is there for with Neuralink BrainChip. And so it is only 2022. A lot more can be rolled out in the next years. But remember, this is all part of the fourth industrial revolution, the fourth industrial revolution, because that is the merger of the physical, biological, and digital worlds. All right, let's continue. It says, these body augmentation capabilities will give rise to humans that are more resilient, optimized, and continually monitored. They will also lead to implications around which job opportunities are available to those with and without augmented abilities, as well as impacting sports competition with hierarchies based on body augmentation. I'll continue and then I have a comment for you here. We already see the early days of this with questions around leg prostheses and whether they provide runners with increased speed compared to that of an average human. At the same time, augmented bodies will usher in risks such as espionage potential via contact lens camera hacks or even more worryingly risk of a stratis, uh, stratified human race based on those who can afford augmentations and those who cannot. We've heard some of that before, but let me just bring up a point here. They were talking about one, the... Uh, 
debate that would go on based on augmented abilities in sports. Well, not only uh, would we be seeing the augmentation of, let's say, giving someone faster legs, we're already seeing augmentation surgery. What do you think? Um, what do you think the transgender surgeries are when we supposedly convert a, a boy to a girl? When in fact it's just plastic surgery, and yes, maybe they're taking hormones, but they're still as strong as a man, and then they get into the girls' competitions, and they're winning. That is transhumanism, folks. Transgenderism is transhumanism. Now, the second point I want to make is when they're talking about the people who will choose to use augmentation and not. So I was having a conversation with a friend recently uh, who is in uh, the mental health industry. And I was telling him about the shows that we covered here, the stuff we covered on the last few shows on the rise in mental illness and then trying to create this narrative out of the government that there's going to be a shortage of mental health workers, which they said there are, and then driving them into virtual reality to talk to an AI doctor to prescribe them psychedelics, which will be delivered to their door. And this person said, I'm never going to do that. I said, well, what I would do then is build your business because they're getting ready to build the business. I said around providing real life human services to other humans and that will be what sets you apart because there will be a group of people out there who do not want to interact with vr and ar similar to us finding this midwifery service and hiring our doula and being able to stay out of the rockefeller medical complex so if you don't want to get involved with the metaverse and the future prison planet technology from a business standpoint start to think of ways that you can take your skills and build services and small businesses that will cater to other people like me and you that want to deal with humans and do not want to work with artificial intelligence, hologram projections, or robots. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 